T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I don't think there were any two people who were more surprised <laughs> that Nick Castellanos caught that ball in game one against the Braves than Scott Fransky and Larry Anderson. LA is like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's great. LA spent the whole postseason kind of reacting to stuff on the field. It was great. It was, uh, it was great. And uh, there that day in Atlanta uh, was my colleague uh, and our terrific Phillies beat writer at – the Philadelphia Inquirer, Alex Coffey, who joins us right now on 94 WIP. Alex, how are you, and how is the ride to Lakeland? <laughs> I actually decided not to go because Lakeland is an hour and a half away, and I one way, and I just didn't have that in me today. But um, but I'm good. I'm standing on the backfield trying not to get beamed. I've had a couple of near-death experiences over the <laughs> last few days, so I'm just trying to keep my head on a swivel. Um Spring but, training uh, is yeah, not supposed to be this dangerous, kiddo. No, it's not, but I feel like I should probably wear a helmet or a catcher's gear or something because <laughs> um, I don't know if they're trying to throw at me or trying to hit at me, but somehow I always get like an inch away from getting <laughs> Well, beans, so. Well, if, if we lose you during the interview, I will go off air and call 911 in Clearwater, Florida to get somebody to help you. Uh, I promise. I'll try to get some workers comp. <laughs> so I, I wanted to start with this. You talked to Nick Castellanos. So we led the segment uh, with the sound of his catch uh, in that game against the Braves. You talked to him uh, about how he struggled last season in his first year with the Phillies and why you might, why he might think things are going to be different. Kind of what's your perspective on the player and particularly the hitter Castellanos was last year, why he struggled the way he did and why there might be reason for optimism or why there might be reason to think, uh-oh, you know, this performance is going to repeat itself? Yeah, so I guess starting with um, just from a hitting standpoint, um, he said that he was trying to overcomplicate things, like was moving his head too much, moving his bat too much. Um, when hitting coach Kevin Long looked back at his tape this offseason, he just saw a lot of, like, extra movements that he hadn't been – incorporating into his swing in previous seasons. So it seems like as a rule of thumb with him, just keeping it simple is a better way to go. Um, and from a mental perspective, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a bumpy transition for him coming out of the lockout, finding a new team to sign with, abruptly having to find a place in Philly, people finding out that that place had been inhabited by Ben Simmons before and making a big deal <laughs> of it. Um and like, he also, like you know, the birth of his seventh, second son um, in May and not having time to really be a dad, um, that was tough for him, too. So, so I think all in all, it was just a lot of stuff was going on off the field that might have contributed to 
maybe that transition not being as smooth as it could have been. Um, so, and then of course, you know, adjusting to a big market like Philly, um, I believe it was Ken Rosenthal who reported that um, he was hoping to sign initially with his hometown uh, team in Miami. And that would have been a much lower stress uh, mm -hmm. media market situation closer to home. And then to, you know, end up in Philly, I think, and that abruptly, uh, not that he doesn't want to be here, but I think that it was, it was abrupt and it was a diff difficult transition for him. So uh, this is a long-winded way of saying I think it was a combination of things that contributed to what we saw from him last year. Which should all be better this year? Uh, I believe so. He would but, say he know, would say that it should be predict, better. Uh, no, I know, understand, but he would say that that none of those are an issue this he year. He is optimistic, and Kevin Long is optimistic, and I just almost got hit by a foul ball again. Um, <laughs> Get behind a fence for God's <laughs> sakes. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. One of the uh, we're talking to Alex Coffey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Follow her on Twitter uh, at by Alex Coffey C O F F E Y. The, one of the great joys of spring training is you get to watch the old guys trying to come back for one more year, and you get to watch the young phenoms trying to make it. And the big story even before spring training began was Andrew Painter, uh, 19 years old, one of the top 5, 10, 15 prospects in baseball. And I was really shocked when Dave Dombrowski said, oh, yeah, he could make this team at the start of the year. It just seemed I like I don't know that that's helping him, but – I know he threw the other day. I think you wrote about, you know, the, the him throwing to the vets and what they thought. What's the sense right now on this kid for April and for the future? Yeah, I mean, they def they haven't come out and said he's definitely making the team out of spring training, but right now he isn't giving them a reason to not <laughs> not do that. Obviously, there's time left in spring training. We have a couple more weeks, and, you know, a lot of things could play out. But, um, but the general consensus among – People that have the hitters that have faced him, guys like Kyle Schwarber and Brandon Marsh, is just that it's really easy to forget that he's 19 because he's so poised and mature and, um, you know, kind of unflappable, for lack of a better word. So, so there's definitely the maturity aspect. Um, and then from a pitching aspect, he's add, added a fifth pitch to his arsenal. So now he's not throwing four pitches, but five pitches. He touched 99 or 100 miles an hour the other day against Schwarber. Um, so doing, doing all sorts of crazy things that 19-year-olds should not be doing. Um, but, but there's definitely a lot of optimism and hype about him here. Alex, we had a call early in the show asking about Bryce Harper. And there's a term that's being used with Harper in his rehab that I had never heard before, which is dry swinging, which is, as Glenn pointed mm -hmm. out, sounds vaguely <laughs> naughty. But um, <laughs> where are things with Harper and... I guess what's the team's kind of attitude about the fact that he probably won't be back until the All-Star break? Do they look at this as, hey, we're this good and we're going to get our number one guy back midway through the season? Are they saying, hey, we got to hold the fort? Kind of just the vibe yeah. about Harper and, and where things stand with him. Yeah. Um, well, just to clear the air on that one, dry swing, I, I actually didn't know what it meant either. So I asked Thompson a couple months ago last season, and he said that not making contact with the baseball so what it sounds like you know is taking swings um like not off a tee or anything like that um but um right now you know they they don't want to put a timeline on him because he tends based off of like previous injuries he tends to be a pretty quick healer um him taking dry swings right now means that he's actually a little bit 
ahead of schedule and where he's supposed to be in his rehab. So there's definitely optimism about that. But um, but as far as like when he might come back, there isn't there isn't like a concrete date or a concrete uh, even like time frame. I would say right now, um, it seems like All Star break might be a more conservative estimate, but but we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, they don't they don't seem like terribly you know they don't seem terribly concerned about how they're going to cobble together offense in his absence. Obviously, he's uh, he's a big part of this offense, but. They also have a track record of making it work without – like, they, they know how to do this. They've done this before, and that's what they keep reiterating. So. Well, they, they Yeah, I mean, I they, won, they won all those games last year when he wasn't there. It's certainly not the preferred strategy, but it did work. So while he is out, who if, – if we have Castellanos and Schwarber in left and right field, which, by the way, Brandon Marsh – Going to have to be great he's in center have, field. He's going to have to be on it. Cover a lot of ground. Uh, are they looking at <laughs> Hall for DH against righties? Who against lefties? How do you see it playing out for now? They said that they're going to rotate through that spot, um, and that means you know rotating through the outfield spots. Like sometimes Castellanos might hit there, or Schwarber, or Hoskins. Maybe you move um, Boehm from third to first, so Hoskins can DH. Um, I think Hall is in the mix too, but. Some of that is contingent on his defensive versatility and also if he evens out his right-left splits because right now they're pretty uneven. So he's been working on that. He's actually been taking reps in the outfield um, with Coach Paco Figueroa, which some some fans are surprised to hear about given his mm-hmm. his build. But he's been hustling out there trying to to learn some stuff. So. Uh, so yeah, there there are a couple of options, but there's no there's not going to be like one set DH. Basically, they're going to rotate through a couple of guys. Alex, I know there's been discussion, and it's likely that the they're going to use a six man rotation this year. How great a concern, if at all, is the idea of making sure that Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler uh, are rested and are recovered from a very long season last season and, and able to go as deep and far as this team is going to need them to go. Yeah, um, it's definitely something that's, you know, it's definitely something that they're they're paying attention to and giving thought to. But I wouldn't say it's much of a concern right now, just based off of how Wheeler has looked early and his how Wheeler and Nola have both looked early in their live bullpens. Um, Thompson has gone out of his way a few times to just highlight how strong they look at this point in the season compared to previous seasons. So, um, so I wouldn't say that there's concern right now, but obviously. You know, they, they pitched deeper into last year, like further than they have before. So it's definitely in the back of everyone's mind. Alex Coffey is our guest. I, and I appreciate Alex because uh, at least when it comes to music, Alex is a good old soul. I, Alex, the fact that I tweeted something about Warren Zevon a couple months ago and you chimed in, <laughs> you don't know. My respect for you, and I had a lot of respect for you, it's like doubled. Like how, how in the world do you know Warren Zevon, by the way? I think I've, I'm trying to remember. I think I, I feel like he's every musician's favorite musician, you know? Like yes. Musicians that, is... that I like to listen to from like the 70s 
like Jackson Brown, and okay. um, I'm a big Bruce fan too. Like uh, uh, there we go. Now, I, now you're talking. Uh, you're the, uh, so, again. My admiration for you continues to grow. Al- Alex's um. nickname in in on the Phillies beat, by the way, is mm. Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner. There you so. go. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about spring training stories, and one of the other ones this year is it is the final year of the six-year, $24 million Scott Kingry fiasco, and maybe, just maybe, there's a reclamation project there. Um, What have you seen? What's the storyline with that? Yeah, so I'm going to preface this by saying take it all with a grain of salt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there have definitely been spring trainings in the past where stuff has been written about Scott Kingry that does not play out the way. Five in a row. I'm not I'm not making any promises here, but he has hit two home runs in spring training so far, including one off of Aaron Nola the other day that went all the way to Frenchie's like the Tiki Bar in left field. Um, <laughs> and I talked to him and Kevin Long about some adjustments that they worked on during the off season. And basically, what Kingery told me was that this past off season was the first full healthy off season that he's had in years, um, and that he felt like he really had time to do the work that he wanted to do, and they ended up working on his stance and having him get a little bit more in his legs, almost like he's crouching down to field a ground ball. So, um, so his long is calling it a completely different swing and he thinks that that's going to be a game changer for him. So, um, so obviously we'll see, wait and see, but, uh, but they're both very optimistic and they think that those two home runs are <laughs> a product of the work that they've been doing for weeks over the course of the off season. So, We'll see. That's a, I just want to say one thing before you, you say I that's mm-hmm. a guy who years ago had this great spring mm-hmm. and I feel like they they felt the need I, I almost felt they rushed him up for the fans yeah. for the PR of it and but never worked out. yeah but there was nobody in that organization at that time right who didn't think that he was going to be a terrific player sure. I remember talking to Larry Boa about him and Boa just raved yeah. uh, about the player he thought Kingry was then and would be and it just it hasn't worked out for his sake. I hope, uh, you know, Alex's cautious optimism there is, uh, uh, turns out to be true. Um, listen, Alex, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. Oh, I got, I one, got one question for you. Oh, go. got one more. So Sorry. today yeah. is, is yeah. kind of the, if you, you're going to, you're going to watch the game in uh, Clearwater. Is that what you're going to do today? Yep. Okay. Yep, so it's going to be the first time you're going to get to see what's happening with the new rules. I know they've played a couple of games so far, and it's like pitch clock and so on. Just kind of your take on what you anticipate in spring training and moving forward with with all the new rules. Chaos. Yeah, I mean, I think an, an interesting aspect is how the pitch clock will impact the hitters. Um, Thompson was talking yesterday about how he's been hearing how hitters might be impacted by it more than pitchers. Um, and, you know, Harper is one of those guys that takes time. He has a routine in the box, um, you know, so he's going to have to adjust when he comes back to these new regulations. And it's going to be something that they're going to have to adjust. They're going to have to figure out is like how to get him used to these new rules so that when he does return to the big leagues, it's not, you know, he doesn't have this grace period of spring training where he can, he can be in the box and get used to it and develop a new routine. Um, you know, he's just one example, but but it is interesting to think about it on the flip side and how the hitters might be impacted by it. Um, Should and be fun. The pitchers yeah, will too, yeah boy, if, if Bryce Harper doesn't hit because he can't get into his routine, I wonder how quickly Major League Baseball will change the rules back. <laughs> That's a, Good point. You know, yeah, you could take 10 minutes between pitches as long as uh, you hit a home run at the end of the at-bat. 
Alex, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time. We are very appreciative, very grateful, and very glad that you stayed unscathed throughout this interview. Please go put on protective gear and get out of the way to foul balls and keep keep delivering us uh, some terrific Phillies coverage. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank Thanks, you Alex. All right. Um, good hope, stuff. She's I, very good. She's, she is, and I hope she's safe because I don't want to see her get brained by a foul ball. <laughs> no, she does a very nice job on the beat. And, uh, again, follow her on Twitter at Alex Coffee. Coffee. Let's get one call in before the break. Let's go to Jonathan, who is in Glenn's favorite city, Dallas, and he wants to talk about baseball and the younger generation. He's got a really good one-day wonder. Go ahead, Jonathan. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Happy weekend to you. Thank you. Um, so that the a couple things happened. The Mike Tyson Buster Douglas fight, that's an awesome one day thing, but hardly anybody saw it. By the um, way, by the way, just let me say this. More people saw it than you think because and I want to thank my accountant who who texted <laughs> during the break. Nice segue. Who, by the way, yeah, Rob, I'll I'll begin my taxes soon, I promise. I'll get the stuff to you soon. Haven't started. You started? Oh, yeah. My wife is on that. Yeah. Like, uh, I got to get like, on it. Anyway. Uh, she's so sharp. He he texted me during the break that, in fact, that was on HBO. Mm-hmm. That wasn't pay-per-view. So I think okay. more people saw it than you think. But but go ahead, Jonathan. Your point yeah, is taken. Back then, uh, back then, a lot of people didn't have HBO. I know I heard about it the next day. I said, he lost the who? Yeah. Because, you know, Tyson was just going through guys at that time. And, and he yeah. was having this fight over in Japan, blah, blah, blah. But... Uh, McClung had a great moment in front of the world. Yes. Everybody was watching the All-Star game. And here's another guy that did. Timmy Smith of the Washington Redskins ran for 204 yards in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. He absolutely destroyed them, won Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Never well, done, he he, he never did anything after that. You're right. Jonathan, thank you so much for the call. That's a great one. He did not win Super Bowl MVP, though, because that Super Bowl was the one Doug Williams right. threw five touchdown passes. And let me just say, if you're going to call uh, with something, we're looking for the best one-day wonder, make your sports point first. Yes, please. we don't just want people calling up to win the contest. As good as a $25 gift card Conchock and Brewing Company is, <laughs> and trust me, it is, make your sports point first. That's that's more important. To the, uh, the best Pilsner I've ever had, Glenn. I think I've told I you that. I ring the bell, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, coming up. Uh, in the next segment, we're going to be doing what we're watching. Uh, Glenn and I have finally found a show that we have both seen. Yes. Usually we end up talking about different things on this segment, but uh, we finally seen the same show and uh, can compare notes, and I think our opinions are going to differ a bit. And, of course, we'll get in later to more Eagles stuff, more Sixers stuff. I have a rant coming on the Flyers. Can't uh, wait. Glenn has a rant about me being ageist. All kinds of good stuff. 215-592-9494. He's Glenn Mack now. I'm Mike Sealski, 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.